and welcome to episode 393 of the Veg Grab podcast. My name's Richard and I'm trying to grow as much of our own fruit, vegetables and herbs as I possibly can in my vegetable garden and allotment. Now coming up a little bit later on I have an area of my garden that I'm starting to convert into a multi-faceted area. That's coming up a little bit later on but firstly let's find out what I've been up to over this last week. It is Friday the 16th of April 2021 today, just in my potting shed and I think you probably hear my chickens have decided to come in this evening just as I record this week's update. Now during the week this week, yes as I've said last week I've been busy, popped down the allotment most evenings in order just to do a few minutes weeding and then in the evenings I've been sowing lots of seeds. So I've sown some asparagus pea which is my second sowing of asparagus pea because I accidentally had my first sowing of asparagus pea die back due to lack of watering. I've sown some marigold, some nasturtiums, both for, as I said last week, companion planting. I've sown some dill, uh, just as a herb. I do enjoy a nice amount of dill. And I've sown some loofah seeds. Now, these are the loofahs that can be used for washing. I've recently got into soap making, so I'm hoping to use loofahs in that. But they are also edible when they are young, so we'll certainly be eating those as they are developing. And then I've been pricking out a lot of the plants. I've pricked out some celery, purple sprouting broccoli and some celeriac. So quite a bit going on, but there's still lots more to do. Thank God it's a weekend. That's all I can say. It is Saturday the 17th of April 2021 today. I'm just in my garden at home and I've been here all day. Now Saturday is usually the day I go down the allotments now. It used to be Sundays but I moved it to Saturdays. Unfortunately my wife had her first vaccine jab yesterday and was feeling a little bit under the weather so I didn't feel going down the allotment was appropriate. I felt that if I could stay at home I can just keep an eye on her which is what I did. I, I stayed at home but actually it worked out quite nicely because it meant I could just potter around in the garden. So what have I been doing? Well firstly in one bed I planted out a load of beetroot last year. And that beetroot has actually been growing really nicely and, you know, we used it last year, but we've been using it over the winter as well. In fact, it's basically started putting on growth again, as if it's like a, a second coming. So for me, I feel that that was a really good accidental experiment that I could grow beetroot over the winter here and get an early crop next year, which is what I'm going to do in the future, a late crop of beetroot going get it hardy before winter really sets in and then we can harvest at April time but basically I found it was time to remove all that beetroot which is what we've done I've taken it into the kitchen and we'll cook that up and we have something for our tea now around this bed I had a load of chicken wire as like a fence and the idea behind this is of course keep the chickens off the bed because they do a lot of damage if I let them loose so I removed that chicken wire fence and I've put that around the Christmas dinner bed which I'll come to in just a moment and into the beetroot bed which is now empty I'm calling it the beetroot bed for simplicity 
thrown in a load of compost, thrown in some, some compost from the bottom of some old pots and some wood ash, and I've let the chickens loose in there. They've spread the compost around, they've attacked all the pots of compost and shredded that down looking for bugs, and they've cleared all the weeds, basically done what I hoped they would do and give me a nice clean bed, which uh, will be ready, I'm hoping, for mid-March for planting. Now the Christmas dinner bed, as I said, I've put the chicken wire fence around that one now to keep the chickens off it. But I did have one of my net grow hoops uh, protecting the onions and potatoes, which they've started sprouting. The onions are growing quite well. The potatoes have only just started sprouting. So I've removed the net hoop because now I've got this chicken wire in place and I'm happy with that. Gave it all really good water and it's actually incredibly dry still here. I said last year, last week... I said last week it was incredibly dry. So I've given everything really good watering. I basically feel like, like that is now off to a really good start. Now after that, you may recall a couple of weeks ago I said I got a polythene or plastic cold frame. Now this plastic cold frame was rather large and it took up quite a large area of my patio. Uh, I didn't mind it too much but I did feel it was a bit in the way and I've got to remember my wife wants to use the patio as well so I've decided to remove that cold frame from the, the garden and I'll take that down the allotment but in its place I've got a cold frame from Wilco's now this is not as big it's a bit smaller but I think it's going to be better twin walled polycarbonate with a wooden frame which I feel looks better as well. I had to build that which didn't take long, built it, put it into place and now we're going to use that for hardening off our plants. Then after that I basically just spent a bit more time potting on a lot of plants and getting more and more plants ready for growing on and getting into bigger room for them to grow. So that's what I've been up to today. Now, tomorrow, I don't think I'm going to be able to get down the allotment. You'll find out why in just a moment. So hopefully Monday after work, I'll be able to pop to the allotment. It is Sunday, the 18th of April, 2021 today. Had a beautiful day at home in the garden today. Had a visit from my good friend, Mr. Lee Connolly, aka Skinny Jean Gardener. He popped down for the day uh, to help me in the garden, working of course, but you know, we stayed in the garden so we were COVID safe. We've basically, we've had this area in my garden, and I've spoke about this a bit more last year, but it's an area, I did have some mock orange trees that we dug out last year and a few other privet bushes. And it's about two metres wide and four metres long. It's got an elder tree and I planted an apple tree in there last year. And I've had ideas and plans for this garden. But what we found is I wanted to leave it for a while just to see what grew back. I knew we had some wild garlic growing there. And I wanted to see where that was so I can dig it out, which is what we've been doing today. Digging out the wild garlic. It got covered in a few more weeds, brambles and stuff. We've basically got rid of all those. It's tidied that up 
no end of travel and it's looking so much better. This is going to open up for my next stage with that particular area because what I want to do is sow some wildflower seeds which I've got plenty of but around the edges where we walk I'm going to be potting herbs and of course as I said this is an apple tree and elder tree in it so it's it's kind of an orchard underplanted with a wild meadow and lined by herbs so it's edible productive but just nearly flew into me there sorry uh, yeah so it's edible it's productive and it's going to encourage wildlife so win 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 in my book and uh, looking forward to now really cracking on and getting this done been a really good day for that as well you know lots of cup of tea lot of coffee a nice chat i haven't seen lee for a while and we are such good friends such good gardening friends i think that's important to say as well and there's something about just working in the garden with somebody who you enjoy spending time with, but also enjoys gardening too. My wife, she does help me in the garden, but she's not really into it. There's something different just about working together, isn't there? It's something, it's, it's hard to put into words, but there's just something enjoyable about it. Plus it made the job a lot we I feel by working together we got the job quicker wasn't so much of a, a job but also we've done a better job then anyway Lee after Lee left I've sowed some peas and some carrots just getting ahead with all these plants that we're going to be growing these have both been planted outside into one of my beds and uh, hopefully that'll grow on really really well Right, tomorrow I'm hoping to go down the allotment just after work. It is Monday the 19th of April 2021 today. I am at home at the moment, but actually I left my microphone at home. But I did pop to the allotment on the way home and managed to do a bit of work down there. So what have I done? Well, mainly I went down there just to check on everything, uh, give everything a bit of water and a bit of weeding. Now, fortunately, I have been down there in the evening after work last week. So weeding at the moment is something that's taken up a lot of time on the allotment. Always takes a lot of time on the allotment, if I'm honest. But we are... We're getting there with it, and certainly I find going down there on a daily basis is really helping at keeping it in check. I think that's the way to say it. So yes, I spent a bit of time watering, weeding, checking over everything. Everything seems okay at the moment, so nothing to report on that front. But what I also wanted to do was to get on the top half of the allotment the paths in between the beds laid out with some of the black weed suppressor membrane that I have laid up there already. Now I've got to admit I am not a lover of weed suppressing membrane in some ways. Much rather use cardboard or something but it does serve a purpose. The reason I don't actually like weed suppressing membrane is when it's left on an allotment and it becomes part of the ground. It gets stuff, it gets compost thrown on top of it and then it just gets left for whoever takes on the allotment afterwards it gets lost under the soil that's why I don't really like it the other reason I don't like it is that when it gets blown over 
and it gets shredded. All those tiny little bits of plastic end up getting stuck in trees and other places and, and it's not very good in that front but I've got it anyway so I'm going to use it. Now I just laid that down like I said as a path in various places on the top half of the allotment where I have built the potato beds and there will be more beds going in. We're just sort of I think it's safe to say I'm concentrating a bit more on the stuff at home at the moment because that's where all the plants and all the seeds are going ahead before they come down to the allotment but the paths are now set out and really all I need to do now keep on top of the weeds keep on top of the watering and get some plants into place Right, well that is this week's diary section up to date. What have you been up to in your own allotments? Please do let me know. And I'm going to have a little break and then I'll be back in the studio to talk about my wildflower area. A few months ago I launched the VegGrow Podcast Supporters Club. Each month I send out a gift pack of a collection of seeds to sow each month along with a newsletter. I also produce behind-the-scenes podcasts or videos providing club members with extra content. And we are constantly adding extra features to improve the club. It costs just £5 a month and current members tell me that they have found that the seeds alone are value for money. This also helps me keep the podcast and the website running and more importantly, it helps me encourage and inspire more people to grow their own food. Now, if that sounds like something you are interested in joining, then head over to the vegcrowdpodcast.co.uk to find out more. But if you want to support the podcast without becoming a member, we also have merchandise available on the website, including mugs and t-shirts. Or leave a review on your podcast service or share this podcast with others. It all goes a long way to help supporting the VegGround podcast. Well today I thought I'd talk about something slightly different to what I would normally discuss and this is that I'm going to be talking through my plans for a particular area of my garden. Now this area is about two metres by four metres and it's what I'm going to be calling my wildlife slash herb garden slash orchard area. You would have heard me say through the diary section that we've broken ground, if you like. Lee came down and we've cleared out a lot of the weeds from this area and dug it over, get it ready for the next stage. This area it originally had a few mock orange trees, a few shrubs and privet bushes, and we've removed those over the last year. I've let the chickens run on there to remove any weed seeds. Uh, but brambles and things did quite quickly come back in I don't mind that I don't mind that because I knew that the weeds were going to grow particularly the wild garlic that seems to pop up everywhere in our garden and I knew around this time that was going to pop up but that meant I could see where it was and I could dig out all the bulbs in order to get rid of those which is why work sort of not so much well yeah work stopped on this area after we removed the mock orange trees and the privet bushes last year this area is at the top of my garden and it's quite close to our garage and kitchen so it's always been quite a, a good idea or quite a good place I felt to grow herbs 
But my inspiration for this area actually came from what I've seen when we've gone visiting some old gardens, in particular West Dean. Now West Dean, they have an orchard area where there's a lot of apple trees, pear trees, plum trees, basically a lot of fruit trees. And underneath all these fruit trees, they've planted a lot of meadow seeds which have produced meadow flowers and meadow grass and they don't really cut it or anything or they cut it once a year on a whole it's just left to its own devices but separating or lining these areas around the edge they've added box hedging now box hedging was obviously very popular with victorian gardens because it created a bit of a, a wind barrier created microclimates but my feeling with box hedging has always been it's not really edible and I've always wanted to use something that was a bit more edible in place of this. Then there's the fact that you often see these, as like I said, in Victorian gardens where they've got plenty of space and did that really fit into the average garden? Well, this is where over making all these plans I felt that we really could start making this area into a very similar sort of setup to what they have at this. And now we've cleared out all the weeds, it means that we can now restart this project and get it moving forward. There's an apple tree and an elder tree that the elder tree was there when we moved in and the apple tree I actually planted last year. They're both going to stay. I'm just hoping that the apple tree has actually survived the winter. If it hasn't, it's not going to be too difficult to replace because it's going to be easy to dig out and plant in a new one. But either way, they are staying and they're just going to need a little bit of TLC, a bit of watering every now and then. But underneath both these trees, I'm going to be scattering wildflower seeds around the base. And I'm going to start that in the evenings this week. Now, I've got two packets of wildflower seeds. I've got a packet from Thompson & Morgan, which is the Beneficial Flowers Nature in a Box, perfect for pollinators seed pack. Uh, this contains huge variety of different seeds blue tansy chrysanthemum common mellow cornflower dianthus echinacea evening primrose french marigold honesty just to name a few so there's quite a few different varieties in that one box alone then i've got another packet from a company called empathy and empathy are really promoting wildflower gardening at the moment anyway and this packet is the empathy mini meadow for bees bugs and butterflies with root grow mycorrhizal fungi now funnily enough as we were digging out the weeds we found that the soil already contained a fair amount of mycorrhizal fungi in there which is great. I think that's where the trees have rotted down their roots and it's encouraged mycorrhizal fungi. Anyway, this Empathy Mini Meadow, it contains a lot of native wildflowers, common poppy, oxeye, daisy, cornflower, and many, many more from the looks of it anyway. And naturally, I will add links to both of these products on the Veg Grower Podcast blog post for episode 393 if you are interested in finding out more. So I feel these two packets, I've got the seeds there, they're just going to be scattered around. I'm probably going to have scattered different seeds in different areas, so we'll see if there's any difference between the two. But then around the edge, like I said, in 
Westin, they used box edging. This is where I've, I feel I've been a bit clever and came up with something that I feel is going to be edible. And what I'm going to be doing is planting herbs around the edge. Now, herbs are going to be imitating this box hedging. So they're probably going to be harvested and trimmed to, to make like a, a box shape where they can. The other advantage with using herbs is that I've got a huge collection of herbs in pots just outside my kitchen window. So I've already got them there ready to go. All I've got to do is pop them into position and dig them into the ground. Towards the house, it is a bit shadier in that area. So I'm going to be saving that for the shadier plants, such as the mints, the sorrel, the chives. They're going to go down in the shadier area. The mint is actually going to stay in the butler sink that it's already growing in. And that's because mint will spread and take over an area if it's in the ground. At least in the butler sink, it's not going to spread. It's going to contain it quite well. Then in the more sunny areas, I'm going to be adding the Mediterranean herbs, such as the rosemary, the sage, the thyme, which absolutely love sun. They'll be soaking that sun up all day long and they will grow nice and big. And I feel personally that these are the plants or the herbs that are going to be easier to shape and keep into this sort of box hedging look. I'm hoping this area will just create a useful space that provides us with plenty of herbs all year round it provides a haven for wildlife which will help with pollination and pest control and later on in the year we will get apples and elderberries from the trees which have been helped by the extra pollination as well now the image in my mind this is a really exciting project and i really can't wait to see it come to life the best bit about this is is that i have everything that i need to complete this project all I've got to do now is throw down the seed, pot the plants into place, and these are going to be happening this week. And then it's done. All I've got to then do is look after it, keep it well watered, and we'll be ready to go. It's taken a long time to plan this project, but now it's there, and now we've got it going. It's going to be very, very easy. So have you ever made an area like this or what do you think of my ideas? I'd be really interested to know any feedback on this. And of course, I'll keep you posted on how it goes as we move on throughout this year. Well, thank you so much for joining me this evening. It's been great to talk to you again. If you want to send me an email, it's richard at the uk, or you can visit the website at the uk, where you can leave us a voicemail using our voicemail service or you can leave a comment on the bottom of a blog post. Or alternatively, you can find me on social media. Just search for the VegGrow Podcast. That's it for this week. We'll be back again next time. So until then, please take care.